Russian hackers aren't just messing with our elections. They're disrupting the job application process, too. Companies like IKEA and Pepsi are hoping artificial intelligence will help cut hiring costs. But all this new technology may just be leading to more incivility in the job market. Prepare to be ghosted, my friends. This show is all about separating hype from fundamental change. I'm Paul Jarley, Dean of the College of Business here at UCF. I've got lots of questions. To get answers, I'm talking to people with interesting insights into the future of business. Have you ever wondered, is this really a thing? On to our show. To a graduating senior, the job market can be a scary place. If you think a 4% unemployment rate has eased these concerns, think again. Just pray that this horror story doesn't happen to you. I got like three interviews. I did all of them and I got a call back for one from a local firm. I went to the second interview. They told me that it was maybe on a Monday mm-hmm. and they told me they would reach out to me again by Friday. They even gave me the employment paperwork and then they never reached out to me ever again. Let's just call her Alan. But an incident like this? Nothing, just completely ghosted me. It's a bit of a shock to the ego. I figured that if they didn't want me, they would at least tell me they didn't want me. <laughs> what has that experience done to you? It was really frustrating because, you know, you, I, I put a lot into preparing for it. I was really excited about it. Um, it's discouraging. Discouraging, but hardly new. I think with technology, there's so many platforms now. And depending on the business, you're not paying for every single platform. That's Stephanie Hill a career coach in our Office of Professional Development. She's explaining how greater use of technology in the applicant screening process is leading to more ghosting by employers. So an applicant tracking system is what employers use to track all the applicants that come through and apply on their website. So if you're using that ATS, um, that's great, but you have to drive traffic to your website, which a lot of employers don't pay for extra marketing to do that. So you're going to go on CareerBuilder, you're going to go on Indeed. If your organization doesn't shell out thousands of dollars to pay for these different um, platforms, then they're not communicating with your ATS. So in that instance, you're going on three different platforms. You would have to send rejection letters to all three different platforms, depending on who applied on which. And a lot of times with all of those applicants, it's hard for employers to, um, and recruiters especially, to keep track of all of that. So it's just too much work to contact everybody. I believe so. Um, And I also think it depends on the means of how you're communicating with somebody. Sometimes when the employer calls, No one's home. And given the pressures of time, the employer just moves on. So if you're doing that through a phone call or voicemail, nobody really checks their voicemail and they don't clear their inbox for their voicemail. So you can't leave a voicemail. And why spend multiple times trying one person when five other people answered your first phone call? So I also think that has to do with it is really the timing Um, around that. If you're a recruiter, you need to meet numbers. And if you're not doing that quick enough, um, that's a problem. Laziness, rudeness, and time pressures do have their costs, though. Never, ever again. Because that that tells me something. That's Lena Pabon, a recruiter 
with ADP. We're one of the largest human capital management companies in the United States. She would never work for a company that ghosts applicants. I I would never and even if like I had a friend who who was, you know, interviewing or something, I would even be like, "Well, what was my experience with them?" So just as an FYI. So it's not it's it's definitely a negative thing, especially at the level I was at, you know, like you're telling me I'm moving to a second round and then I never hear back, you know, that's not that's not professional on their end. But it's not just the initial screening process that's becoming automated. Meet Vera. Hello, my name is Vera. Thanks for your time. She's a robo-interviewer, developed by a Russian company who works for both IKEA and Pepsi. I sat down for an interview with her. Are you ready? Yes. All right. For a start, tell me how do you grow the net promoter score of your accounts? I hire smart people like Josh Miranda, who does these things for me. And by the way, what was the best customer service you have ever received? I had a tailor who once measured me one day in my hotel room and delivered me three suits the next day. Hmm, me too. Now please define the word leadership in one sentence, just without using the word lead. It's the ability to articulate a vision that motivates other people. Hmm. Brilliant. I enjoyed our talk. I will get in touch with you by email by the end of this week. Have a prosperous day ahead. Vera winked at me twice during the interview, but I don't think we made a deep personal connection. I honestly don't think she's calling me back. Perhaps that lack of a personal touch leads to things like this. My first urge is to ghost. That's another UCF student. Let's call him Casper. In Casper's experience, impersonal recruiting practices have led to cyber stalking and make some companies seem illegitimate. On LinkedIn, you get just the most bizarre messages from, you know, you know, whenever you don't have a very like private account because you're trying to get that exposure, you get the the startups and the questionable ventures that are like, oh yeah, we'd love to have you. I were a pyramid scheme. Would you yeah, like to join? Yeah, us? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a recruiter contact me saying an entrepreneur is looking for me to report to the CEO. And I mean, I'm flattered, but I just graduated my accounting degree. That those things don't add up, so I'm I'm suspicious. And so, whenever you just know it's not really worth your time, it, it's easy to just pass up on it. Now, how about a more reputable, more reputable ones? Um, so, my first urge a lot of time, like for example, um, on my LinkedIn, on my header, it says uh, I'm looking for public accounting. In this market, I graduate here. And I would get offers on LinkedIn like, hey, we want to, you to interview for this um, management training uh, role in Orlando starting summer. And you just got all three of the things in my head are wrong. So, you know, I, I had the urge to just ghost them because, you know, you're, you're not really paying attention to who you're reaching out to. Have you ever ghosted someone after they actually called you for an interview? Just that recruiter for the one where they want me to be like a controller because it was just it wasn't really worth my time. I mean, and like I had asked a couple more follow up questions and the answers were not as through and through as I would have liked. And so I just kind of let it go. Pay attention, employers. As Stephanie notes, Casper's story is hardly unique. Applicants ghost um, for the purpose of I'm applying to a ton of jobs um, and you're getting phone calls and you're not answering those phone calls um, for whatever reason. So definitely in the initial process when a company reaches out through phone screen, 
We've also seen, you know, several students that may have gotten hired with the company. They're expected to be in training or they're currently in the organization. And all of a sudden they fall off the face of the earth. I'd really like to revoke their degrees. I think a big thing with that and why students are doing not necessarily students, but just about everybody is doing that is not only the competition. Um, You may have just taken a job for the sake of taking it, but you like something better. Casper adds. You're not sure if you want to be that confrontational with somebody. Uh, Difficult conversation. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, um, you know, my peers, they'll have offers from not their first choice and they don't want to decline it in case something happens, but they don't want to accept it either. A delay strategy. A delay strategy, exactly. So it's easier to kind of sit on it a little bit, keep it in the back burner. Okay. Let's do some ghostbusting. So who are you going to call? Why, Stephanie Hill, of course. She says, if you're a job applicant, really focus on your top five companies and try to get in with those companies. Follow up through email if you don't hear back from them after a week of putting your resume in. Um, Also, after your talks on the phone, after your interviews, respond back to that employer. Um, Court them whenever they're on campus. Anytime they come, the College of Business is so innovative, we have employers everywhere. So really trying to court um, and follow up as much as possible is my biggest advice there. And if you're an applicant thinking of ghosting an employer, Stephanie warns. It's a small world, and if you burn a bridge with one person, especially if you're trying to stay within a certain industry, you'll probably burn bridges with everybody in that industry because people talk. And as Lena notes, unthoughtful behavior like this tends to come back to haunt you later in your career. If you didn't get back, if you were unprofessional, um, you know, people can remember that and it could potentially affect a future opportunity. So you just never um, want to do that. You never want to hurt your your future opportunities. And it's not, all we need is an email, you know, not even a phone call. I appreciate it as an employer, you know, when a candidate does take the time to send me a quick email to thank me for, you know, just, Thank you for considering me. Um, I have accepted another opportunity, and I'm like, great, I wish you the best of luck. You know, There's like, no downside to class and civility. Exactly. Speaking of class, one last tip. If you don't get the job, send them a thank you note anyway. You never know what might happen next. To your point, you never know when that person's going to back out and you were the second or third or what have you, but you took the time to send out a thank you note, hopefully, you know, reiterate your interest, why you're a good fit for the role. And, you know, they might think, well, this person, you know, they they were interested and they took the time. Let's, let's revisit that. Let's see if they're still available. Casper may be a ghost, but he's got some advice for employers who don't want people like him floating away to the competition. Some of the online and automated systems won't even respond, even even whenever you submit. You don't even get confirmations of it. So it just so feels you don't like know if you submitted it properly. Exactly, exactly. And whenever, a lot of times they just scan your LinkedIn or scan your PDF and upload a lot of it normally or, or automated, you're not sure if it even incorporated correctly. And, you know, you're left wondering. Because... If you feel like you've been ghosted, well, you're more likely to ghost them. While I don't take it personally, it makes me less inclined to want to, you know, respond to somebody else. You know, they're ghosting. Why don't I ghost too? You know, I feel almost as though I'm going, um, I'm flogging myself by trying to write this really personal, like, I'm sorry, but email. Lena points out, in today's world, getting a reputation as a ghoster, well, 
that's going to get you burned. Nowadays with social media and Indeed and things like that, like that's going to get out there and that's going to affect your branding. We have a best practice where we do try to give, get back w- with all of the candidates, you know, within um, like three to five business days, whether that's positive or negative, you know. A Even lot of, if it's automated, right? Right, exactly. That's what I was going to say. With automation now, it's so easy to just send out an automated email letting you know, unfortunately, we're not, we're not moving forward. To Lena. It's all about the personal touch. Um, having that personal or personable um, touch point with them during the phone screen where um, I try to create that relationship so that I don't get ghosted. Ghostbusters puts it nicely. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. But it's not 1984. And in today's market, as Stephanie and I discuss... Do students expect to be dated by employers Oh, for sure. And when you show up for that date... I think millennials are extremely focused on culture. Um, And I think that's one thing that employers sometimes fail to focus on. For a lot of applicants, they just won't consider small companies. They'll be thinking this. I'm not going to call them back. That's not a good opportunity. So one way companies could maybe reduce the likelihood of being ghosted by a UCF College of Business student mm-hmm. would be to spend some time on campus, get students to know them and the yes. opportunities that they have. Because yeah. they're not, say, Amazon. They want the employer to sell them because it's so competitive. Casper underscores the importance of a human showing up. I would say um, be personable, um, you know, mention their name, make it as as unique as possible while not going over the top because the student wants to feel recognized and, like, they're not wasting their time. I mean, you know, not to cater to their individuality too much, but mainly to show that you are a person on the other side. You're not a company. You are a recruiter working for a company. You're an individual. And that, you you know, the more personable you make it, I think the more assume I realize, hey, I should be courteous to this person rather than blow off a company. Time to get to the bottom line. Is ghosting a thing? From our victim, Alan. I don't think it's in my nature to ghost. I just find it so incredibly rude. From Ghostbuster... Stephanie Hill. Yes, definitely a thing. From Lena Pabone. Yes, um, and I, I'm actually um, so on both ends. From that ghost Casper. Ghosting in general is is a real thing. It's my podcast, so I get to go last. Recruiting new employees is time consuming and costly, so it's easy to understand why companies are looking to new technologies to help keep these costs in check. But it's a seller's market right now. People might put up with Vera in the application process when they're desperate to find work? I could not hear your answer. Do you want to continue the dialogue? But in an economy with a 4% unemployment rate, that personal touch might be the difference between landing your candidate or waiting by the phone for somebody to call back. Ghosting might be a thing, but it's not inevitable. So be your own ghostbuster. Spend the time to engage and get to know people because it almost always pays off. What's your take? Check us out online and share your thoughts at business.ucf.edu slash podcast. You can also find extended interviews with our guests and notes from the show. Special thanks to my producer, Josh Miranda, and the whole team at the Office of Outreach and Engagement here at the UCF College of Business. And thank you for listening. Until next time, charge on. Internet killed the video star.